Thanks for joining us for episode four of We Speak Condo. Today we're joined by special guest. Benjamin Rutherford, partner at Rutherford & Matthews, a condominium law firm here in Toronto. It's Ben's last episode with us. <laughs> and we're talking about enforcement. What happens when you don't follow the rules in a condo? And it was interesting, Ben, you, you brought up enforcement because that's its own dog's breakfast. Absolutely. Uh, and you were talking a little bit earlier about Condo Act versus the Declaration versus the bylaws versus the rules. So I know that each level in the hierarchy has a different method of enforcement. So I know that we've been talking for a while now, but I would like it if possible, you could run through very quickly what it means to be in breach of the Act, what it means to be in breach of the Declaration, bylaws, rules, and what the consequences are for breaking those rules, essentially, when living in a condo. Yeah, you, you know what? I figure you can probably polish that off in twenty or thirty hours. No problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, no Actually, problem. that that's a huge topic. It is a big topic. Um, uh, I think maybe we can ask Ben to give us a quick overview. And sure. I appreciate it, and maybe have Ben back again uh, to go in further detail. In, uh, one of our future episodes, uh, depending on the response from you people out there, uh, we hope to hear from you, and we'll give you all the information on how to contact us to get your questions answered, so that not only do we speak condo but hopefully you'll speak condo too. Ben, take it away. Sure. So the consequences of breaching the, the Act, Declaration, Bylaws, and Rules are what keep me in business. Um, if you breach the Condominium, uh, excuse me, the Condominium Act, the Declaration, Bylaws, and Rules, you are answerable. So how are you answerable? Um, as an owner, um, you, are, you uh, must comply with the Condominium Act, with the Declaration, with the Bylaws, with the Rules. And just a quick thing, not only if you breach, but if your tenants breach as well, because you are responsible for your tenants. You're way ahead of me. Absolutely. So the owner is responsible to make sure that the tenants comply with the Condominium Act Declaration Bylaws and Rules. If you breach the Condominium Act, you will be taken to court, and the court can order you to comply with what you have not been complying with, and there are significant cost consequences to you if you are taken to court by a condominium corporation for breaching the act and the court, the court makes an award of costs, the condominium corporation can add all of its costs, 100% of everything that it pays to its lawyer onto the common expenses in respect of your unit. In some other disputes, the condominium act says that you have to participate in mediation and arbitration. Mediation and arbitration are generally, not always, but are generally 
um, for disputes concerning the declaration bylaws and rules. Now, there's always a bit of crossover between is it really the act you're breaching or is it the declaration? So every situation is potentially different, but uh, from a sort of a general principles point of view, uh, disputes concerning the declaration of bylaws and rules need to go to mediation and arbitration. Mediation is a process whereby a neutral third party will sit with the parties and attempt to help the parties reach a resolution. If the mediation fails in that the parties did not reach a resolution, the dispute then proceeds to binding arbitration in which a neutral third party doesn't help the parties reach a resolution. The neutral third party arbitrator now acts quite frankly like a private judge and will render a binding decision. So that's how disputes are. Binding held. means you gotta do it. You gotta do it. It's not a suggestion, it's hey, you gotta do this. It's it, an arbitral dis award, it's called, uh, it bears the same weight as a court order. As a matter of fact, you can convert an arbitration award right into a court, uh, right into a court order. Now, I know that a lot of owners out there and sometimes even tenants will have compliance orders, not from the courts, but from the management companies that manage the building on behalf of the boards. For example, you have an owner that's breaching the rules, you have an owner that's breaching the declaration, and now the board and the corporation want to enforce that owner to comply with the documents. And sometimes the owner is in the wrong and they need to comply with the documents. Uh, most of the time that seems to be the case, but sometimes they're not in the wrong and sometimes they're being, or at least they feel like they're being oppressed or they feel like they're being targeted harassed. by harassed. Yeah, that's yeah. a good word for by the corporation. So it's very difficult for a lot of owners to differentiate what's reasonable. Am I breaking the rules and is the corporation's response to what I'm doing reasonable or is it unreasonable? How does an owner respond to these kind of enforcement letters, whether it's a rule, breach of rule, or a breach of declaration, breach of bylaw, what is a, a responsible way that the owner should respond to these issues so that they don't have to end up in a courtroom, they don't have to end up in front of an arbitrator? Okay. So first of all, the most irresponsible thing to do, if, if you're an owner and you get a letter from management, I don't care whether you agree with what they're saying or not, the most irresponsible thing you can do is to ignore that letter. That letter means something. If you get a letter from management saying, listen, you are breaching the rules, that is the first step towards that matter escalating towards those dispute resolution procedures that I just spoke about. So the first thing that an owner should do when they get that letter is they should read it and they should really think about, listen, what am I doing here? Um, you know, am I really breaching the rule? Do they have an argument here? I mean, as a lawyer, I sort of, a, I, I, I'm risk averse when it comes to, um, you know, giving advice to clients. So, I mean, my suggestion is whatever it is there, they say you're doing, um, stop doing it. Yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? Huh? Yeah, right. It's as simple as that. It's I as, wish it was. That, hold on, hold on. How many years well, of law school? <laughs> yeah, yeah, three, th okay. three, one year of articling, 15 years in, in, in practice. Right, hold on, maybe for, I can charge for that too. Hold yeah, on. no, no, listen, uh, you get the letter, stop doing it. Now, look, 
if, if you say, if you say, listen, they're, they're, they're really going after me. I completely disagree. They're saying I'm throwing cigarette butts off, off my balcony. I don't smoke. Um, they're saying that I have a 30 pound dog. My dog weighs 10 pounds. Um, you know, they're saying that um, I'm playing my stereo at, you know, midnight up to, you know, volume level 100. A Gregorian well, chance. Uh, yeah. A Gregorian chance. Well, well, I, I work nights. I'm not in my... I don't even speak Gregorian. Yeah, I don't even speak, speak Gregorian. So first of all, just listen, if you're not doing it, that's fine. That it's easy enough to stop doing it. Um, but then, you know, behave, don't, don't ignore it. Um, my suggestion is like, if you really feel that, listen, I'm not doing this, um, put it down in writing and respond appropriately, but don't ignore it. Don't come back and say, you guys are, are off your eggs, come after me, whatever. Deal with it up front right away. Because if a letter, a letter is basically an invitation for dialogue. I mean, you're, you're asking them not to do a specific behavior, but you're inviting them to respond to you. Well, precisely, precisely. Sometimes the letter gets to a point where it's not so much asking as demanding. That's we, true. We know, we know that. Yeah. Right? We, there's, there's a few that we've, we've written in our case, but, uh, but I think our, our listeners need to know is, yes, it's the first chance you have for dialogue. It's also the first part of the procedure for management or the corporation to take action against you. Exactly. If you get a letter, you know that something has escalated. And it's the first step on a ladder up to dealing with people like me and dealing with the courts and dealing with an arbitrator. Right. Ultimately, uh, and how it works is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, if there is an issue, and maybe there's a cost involved with that issue, this is another topic we'll get to, is that um, here, here's something you did wrong. There's a cost involved. You're required to pay that cost. All right. You're also, if it goes to the lawyer, now going to be responsible to pay the corporation's cost for having the lawyer write that letter to you, which would be, you know, four or five hundred dollars, whatever it is for that cost. If you ignore it, refuse to pay it, and it sits there, it's now a charge against your unit. That is a lienable charge. Now that's a whole different kettle of fish. It's part of the escalation process. So what you need to understand is that amount that you may feel is unfair and I don't want to pay it. And if you don't answer that and you just ignore that issue, then it goes to the next section, the next higher, 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 uh, till eventually the court may order that your unit be sold to pay that cost. And you have no say. That's a power of sale. Have you been involved in those, Ben? Absolutely. I've, I've, I've been in a number of power of sales. Um, and not power of sales, not just with respect to regular common expenses, but powers of sales based on so-called charge back to units. So that were that was costs that were properly charged back to a unit that were uh, incurred by the condominium corporation and were legally allowed to be charged back as a common expenses as a common expense payable in respect in respect of the unit. Um, the unit owner didn't pay because they thought they were right. Um, there's a lien registered, the unit owner still thought they were right, and eventually the unit is actually sold under power of sale. And by the way, when it goes that way, and when there's a lien registered on, on the, the unit because you didn't pay that one charge back way back in the beginning, and then the lien goes on, and then there's the eventual power of sale, all of that costs money, and all of that gets added on to that one first charge 
that the unit owner says there's no way I'm paying. Right. And it could all, be something as well as a plumbing cost or anything like that. Yeah. It could 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 be the uh, the uh, you know five hundred dollars legal costs for for a compliance letter. That's right. Precisely. It could be a plumbing cost because they they damage the common elements and it's a a couple of hundred dollars. But um, and then all of this is subtracted from the equity of the unit and the condo gets paid out first and if they have a mortgagee the mortgagee gets the leftovers and then whatever is left over after that if anything and generally there isn't as a matter of fact i've never seen there be anything left over that goes back to the unit owner so that first letter from management is i mean it's almost as crucial as like like you know the first thing when you're buying a condo what do you want to do you want to look at the status certificate the first letter from management you pay attention to that. You react to it. You don't throw it out. You 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 don't ignore it. Take the opportunity to make good what, what you're doing. And if you don't understand what it's about, seek legal advice. Absolutely. Well, Ben, thank you very much for coming in today. Um, yeah, we want to first of all say thank Nick uh, thank you. You are our first inaugural guest here on week. We speak condo. In, in, uh, in lieu of that, lo and behold, I'd like to give you the number one award. Oh, wow. Now, look at that. It, it's, it's been a genuine pleasure. I mean, look at that. So you he's know getting our, our beautiful, uh, very expensive uh, Dollarama trophy goblet here. <laughs> and uh, I, I have, I have a, a great place on my mantelpiece where this will go with, with, with great pride. So that's fantastic. I, I've appreciated the opportunity, gentlemen. It's been a lot of fun. There is a little bit more. Uh, this is, uh, for those of you, whenever you're tuning in, uh, this is uh, the um, Canada Day long weekend coming up. And uh, we know that you're taking time out of your, your free time here. We appreciate that. I know you're going up to the cottage. Uh, but on your free time, are you usually, do you prefer golf or are you a fisherman? What, what, uh, generally, probably a fisherman, though I more tend so to cook than... more, more so. Yeah, I tend to cook okay. my kids a little bit, yeah. Well, in lieu of that, what we've done at We Speak Condo here is want to outfit you with a complete fishing kit. Now that's uh, okay. That's look sweet. at that. That that's exact. That's exactly what I need. And and I can and tell there's you, a net there. I want you to know because yeah. when 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 those fish get close to you, you can just scoop them right out. Do you but know we, we we favor catch and release. Do you know what's great about this? Is it's it's perfectly in line with my abilities <laughs> as, as a fisherman. So so thank you, gentlemen. And, for both and of there's these more. Wait, hold on. Oh, there's and yet there's more. more. We just wanted to, to, to yeah. thank you for uh, on behalf of uh, our listeners uh, uh, how vitally important it is to have someone like you here to to help uh, clear up the mess. And uh, again, uh, most people don't speak condo, so we like to shout it from the rafters that uh, we're here to help. Uh, on a weekly basis, and uh, we would like to give you the Herald call. Well, there so we go. can let you know officially you have been helping to that. answer that. Look at that. So, that's, uh, that's fantastic. We, we spare no expense here at uh, We Speak Ondo. Uh, we will have a Sherpa guide to carry that stuff for you back to your car. Wonderful. So, once Wonderful. again, uh, on behalf of Nicholas and myself and, uh, and all of us here at uh, City Sites Property Management, we really want to thank you for all the help and, uh, and, and good luck on Canada Day. Have fun. Uh, and enjoy the fishing. My pleasure. Thank you. If you find this or any episode of We Speak Condo interesting or informative, please subscribe to the podcast by visiting our website, www.citysitesmanagement.com. If you want to have your questions answered, email us. We'll be responding to your love letters or hate mail every week. 
Thanks for listening.